Welcome to One Girl in All the World, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer rewatch podcast where we recap each episode in order and discuss. I'm Ashley, Buffy super fan. Hey, me, Buffy newbie. You can find us on all major podcast apps, YouTube and Instagram, with new episodes on Tuesdays. Okay, so today's episode is brought to you in equal parts about my cold and my niece and nephew gave me the cold. So thank you for sponsoring the episode. <laughs> you too. They just sharing is caring, so... You know. They're very generous, very mm-hmm. generous. So yeah, we're recording a little late this week because I've managed to pull myself together. Don't watch this on YouTube. <laughs> this episode. <laughs> oh gosh, now I'm still, hot. Actually, still, actually, six still looks better than most of us normal. So there's that. <laughs> uh, I will be if you watch it. It'll be like carting it on, carting it off, carting it on, carting it off. Because I'll be like <laughs> hot, cold, hot, cold, sniffle, sniffle. But I will edit as much out as I can. All right. So, we are discussing episode seven of season two, Lie to Me. Mm-hmm. So, any thoughts on top of your head? Hot um, takes? Yeah, I, I, we got some more character information. Mm-hmm. So, it was good. Um, yeah, I thought it was, it was a decent episode. Nothing yeah. shattering, but it was definitely, it was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So the air, the original air date of Lie to Me was November 3rd, 1997, written and directed by Joss Whedon, which is interesting, like, because usually it's, like, huge, like, plot-turning, you know, like, important, really important episodes, mm. um, touchstone episodes that he usually gets involved in. So that's, that was like interesting. I was one of those. Yeah, that's, that's, it, that's interesting that it, um, that he, he written and wrote and directed this one. All right, so the synopsis is Buffy's fifth grade flame, Billy Ford Fordham, unexpectedly arrives in Sunnydale with one motive, to deliver Buffy to Spike in exchange for the immortal life of a vampire. Meanwhile, Buffy and Angel confront their feelings for each other, and Angel owns up to his past relationship with Drusilla. We get, we get to, like, some of the Drusilla stuff right off the bat, so we'll, we'll get to that pretty quickly. So we're in a playground at night, and... <laughs> First of all, what are you doing in a playground at night? So mom of the year. Mom of the year. He says, mom, mom, you're late. So she's supposed to pick him up at the playground, and it's late, and he's the only kid there. So mom of the year to that lady yeah. that she's left her kid at the park alone at night. And in Sunnydale, of all places. The hell mouth. Yeah. Because yeah. even if you don't know that, like, there's supernatural stuff going on. You know that, like, people go missing all the time. Bad stuff happens. It's not a safe place, so you definitely don't want to leave your kid unattended. Like, I wouldn't do that where I live. Yeah, like, well, I even do it any, like, like, especially, you know, especially Sunnydale. Um, But that's okay, because Drusella walks up, and she's gonna help him. I hear she's a great babysitter. She's really good with her dolls. (laughs) Very attentive, so. What's that doll's name? Miss Edith. Miss Edith, that's right, yeah. Mm -hmm. So she just, you know, she just wants to help this kid out. She so sweet. Chit chat. So she wants to chit chat with him. <laughs> she can take him home. Yeah. And she says, like, she's talking in her usual nonsense. And she says, My mother used to sing a song to me every night. I wonder what song your mother will sing when they find your body. Yeah, that was super creepy. Chill's pretty yeah. creepy. And also, though, um, I'm going to give credit to this kid because when she does try to offer him a ride home, he doesn't say anything. Like, he's like, no. Yeah. Um, he's weary of her so, as he should yes. be. Yeah. Good, good for him. I'm glad that that was instilled in him. Because I know, for instance, when I was that age, had someone been like, I have candy and a puppy waiting for you in my car, I would have been like, yes, let's go. <laughs> yeah, your still was like, hey, do you want shotgun in my black van? <laughs> I'll let you have shotgun. Come on. It's okay. It's okay, kid. And she's kind of closing in on him and Angel arrives. 
and kind of tells the kid, get out of here, like run home, mm-hmm. runs him off. Oh, and it's interesting how she calls him my angel. I was like, oh, what is mm-hmm. that? What's up with that? Yeah, that was interesting. Angel tries to tell Drusilla, here's a reason with her, and tells her to for her to take, to take Spike and leave town. Yeah. I like that he says, or it's interesting, I noted that he said specifically, it's not going to end well for any of us. Yeah. Like including himself. He included himself in that. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know what that meant. And then I, she she asks if that he'll hurt her, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. I was like, why would he hurt you? Yeah, and also that, is, is, she, is he really gone? Like, is my angel really gone? Like, I guess she's questioning about his, like, soul. Like, is the angel she knew really gone? Yeah, and, and yeah. That, Mm-hmm. I have so many questions with this scene. And then, like, what, uh, he can, like, she can, Drusilla can smell, like, Buffy on his heart, or something like that. So, mm-hmm. she, she's, you know, she can tell all kinds, she can see things. And into yeah. things that other people can't. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, it's, like, it's, their dynamic is really interesting, and I, I do like how later in the episode they, they kind of play it out more, but yeah, I just mm-hmm. thought it was... Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna admit to you that when I watch this, um, she calls him my angel, and like the way they talk and the way they act, and um, they seem close. So I actually thought maybe they were brother and sister. But, mm. Yeah, but they were not. Because she even says, "Do you remember the song Mummy sang?" And I was just like, "Yeah." Whoa. I was yeah, like, Whoa. that's true. <laughs> so I thought that's where they were going. They didn't, but anyway. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I don't remember like, first watch, if that occurred to me. Obviously, like, I'm not even seeing that on the uh, subsequent watches because I know they're not brother and sister. But, yeah, that mm-hmm. that is interesting. I wonder how often that was thought, like, how many people thought that. Let us know I mean, if you first watched this and you thought that Angel yeah. and Lucilla were brother and sister. Curious. I mean, they break that out of your head, like, shortly after, but still, mm-hmm. yeah. They resemble. The they resemble. I, like, I feel like it looks like they could have been. They look like mm-hmm. maybe they came from the t- same era, same, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that definitely could have been. Could have been a direction they took it in. So he's trying to convince her to leave, and Buffy sees... I don't know why Buffy's patrolling up on a rooftop, but she is. Yep, I thought that was weird, too. Buffy sees them talking, mm-hmm. and, and she, she gets doesn't the know, wrong impression. Yeah, she gets the wrong idea, or maybe the right idea. I don't know. I guess that just... Wait, what? Why do you think she would get the right idea? Well, I know she thinks they're, like, romantically involved, but there's definitely stuff going on there. Mm, yes, guess. they have a relationship. It's they, just not... Yeah, you're right. Yes. Yeah, so... And, you know, we t- Angel talks about he was obsessed with her and all this and that. Like, there is an element of... I wouldn't say romance between them, but... Something. Yeah. It's not, like, purely, like, friends, I wouldn't yeah, say. Sort of a, not as a level... Sort of a connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that, that's kind of what I mean. Okay, that's fair. So Buffy sees, she doesn't know who, she hasn't seen Drusilla yet. So she just sees him talking to some like beautiful girl in a white gown. And uh, yeah, doesn't, doesn't like it. So she just kind of doesn't like make herself known and she just fades kind of Mm -hmm. away so they don't see her. After the credits. She she also overhears, um, he, she overhears him saying to Drusilla, this has to end. And Drusilla says, this is only the beginning. Oh Yeah. Yeah. So that that was kind of That doesn't help. Like, no, that was that was not good. <laughs> Does not help. So after the credits, we come to the hallway and Jenny is surprising Giles with a date, but she won't tell him what it is. Uh, yeah, I was way way off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like who would guess this for real? Buffy comes up to them and he said Giles says that he doesn't know why Spike's here. Mm-hmm. Um 
He says, Buffy's looking a little glum. Is she okay? And she's like, yeah, 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 it's fine. They're still trying to figure out what Spike's motive is, more about him, like, why he's in Sunnydale. And that um, Giles, because she sees that she's kind of, like, down, he gives her the night off, which does pay off from the last episode when Giles said he wasn't going to be so tough on her. Yeah. So this moment he sees that something's bothering her and maybe she needs yeah. some, like, TLC. So he gives her the mm-hmm. night off from patrolling. Yeah, he's, he genuinely cares. And he says, well, spend some time with Angel, which is not... <laughs> yeah. He obviously doesn't know Angel's the reason she's in but a... But he, he meant that, and, like, yeah, that was, like, it would have been helpful had she not seen Been in a good said. place with yeah. him, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. so it was kind of funny. He's like, she's like, that's the problem. She didn't say that, but... Yeah. And I, I just find it so strange that, like, Giles is so supportive of her relationship with Angel. Yeah, because he's a watcher? Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah, and, like, he's a vampire. Like, I just don't get why he's so supportive, consider yes. like, knowing Giles through the whole season, the series. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just brings weird to me. But in the, okay, in the classroom, Buffy and Willow are passing notes back and forth, and Buffy's basically <laughs> saying, telling Willow what happened, like, what she saw. And she's saying it was a beautiful girl, like, white dress. It looked old, I think she said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they're they're talking back and forth while Buffy gives a Marie Antoinette rant. I mean, uh, uh, Cordy. Cordy. Oh Sorry, I said Buffy. I just don't see why everyone is always picking on Marie Antoinette. She worked really hard to look that good, and people just don't appreciate that kind of effort. Peasants were all depressed. I think you mean. Oh yeah, and then someone's like Xander says. I think you mean oppressed. And then she's like, and they and sh- they were all like, let's loosen heads. And I mean, she cared about them. She was going to let them eat cake. <laughs> and you know what? Cordy's not completely Cordy. wrong. Cordy's not completely wrong. You know, Maria Turnett was like, I think they said it was the first victim of bad PR or something like that. Like, obviously, she like, there wasn't, you know, she was misquoted and there was all this kind of stuff. And like, she, she wasn't really, really that bad. didn't understand the people, though. No, but, you know, yeah, I, she's not a villain, I wouldn't say. Um, but I think, she's, she, I think she's a little bit like Cordy. Cordy's also not a villain, but she's a little self-absorbed and... <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. I think actually, yeah, yeah maybe there's a parallel there. Uh, yeah, I was like, no wonder she's sticking up for her. Like, she can see herself in her. So, yeah. while that's happening, uh, while Buffy and Willow are talking back and forth, Cordy is doing being active in class and ta- and uh, being participant. You can you could say she you can't is, say that she, she isn't is trying. She's definitely giving it. Yeah, a for effort for Cordy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Buffy uh, Willow asks Buffy vampire question mark, and Buffy doesn't he doesn't know. know. She doesn't know. They walk out of the... They continue this conversation as they three of them walk into the hallway after class. And Buffy says she doesn't know. And, of course, Willow spills to Xander right away. Which <laughs> yeah. is like, oh, we don't have to share it all with him. Because, you know, Xander... Last thing you want to tell Xander is anything about Angel. Exactly. <laughs> they don't have good blood between them. So, yeah. So, Xander thinks they should cheer cheer her up with a night at the bronze. But Buffy's mm-hmm. just, just bummed. She's like, does not really rise into the yeah. occasion. And then, the surprise, spotlight. a guy says, oh, you should, maybe you're still not into, like, cheering her up. It was, like, Oreos and orange juice or something like that. Like, some weird combination that she yeah, liked I as a kid. That. Okay, that is gross. And that's what makes him be, like, her turn around. So, apparently, it's Ford, her friend from Hemery, that she went to, like, elementary school and most of high school with from L.A. So, this was, this is kind of the connection to, like, the book. Like, Henry's there, and... Uh, I don't think he was in the movie, though. No, he wasn't, but... Okay. He's, he was, like, supposed to be at the high school, right? He's supposed okay. to be one of her okay. friends pre, right. pre-series at the yeah. high school, so... Pre, Pre-Slayer days. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, well, she was a Slayer at Henry, but not the whole time. 
Yeah, I think it was like towards yeah the end of her time there. Yeah. Buffy reveals that, that she had a big crush on him in fifth grade and he wouldn't give her the time of day because he was he was a sixth grader and he couldn't mm-hmm. like go with this younger woman. <laughs> and she said she listened to the Divinals I Touch Myself. <laughs> she didn't understand what it meant. But I had no idea what it meant. That's so funny. And then like at the end of the scene, it was all like, oh, that's what that song means. I mean, we're like, wow. Like, it's so funny. Willow's dying, like, sheltered. Yeah, like that's like that song is like pretty it's very it's not apparent. hidden very well under an innuendo like it's no. just what it is it's <laughs> yep. very obvious yeah you're not touching your cheek um no. <laughs> or the one on your face anyway uh <laughs> and she he, he says oh my dad transferred jobs so i'm finishing out high school at, in sunnydale so he is now a student at sunnydale high and she's like very excited to have a new friend like you know one of her old friends come and yep. kind of like wants to like bring him into her friend group with willow and xander and so she invites him to the bronze. And Xander's not totally cool with this. This <laughs> no. male interloper into their group. <laughs> he likes he's, being the only male. Yeah. And he's like, oh, me and Busty, Buffy, we're the bestest of bestest friends or something. He's like so annoyed. <laughs> he's funny. Yeah. He, he's annoyed that this guy, this guy's. I feel like his quips are becoming more mature, at least though. Yeah. I see him maturing over time. I like it. He's just becoming less annoying. Yes, he's becoming less annoying. At the bronze, Buffy arrives a little bit after everybody else, and she finds out that Ford is embarrassing her with uh, stories, telling stories to Willow and Xander about you know her growing up, and there was like a beauty pageant incident and everything. So she's like, "Stop <laughs> saying all this, like my dark secret." I love when he when he's like, "Oh well, Summers, I know all your darkest secrets." And Xander says, "You want to make a wager on that?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah i loved that uh, like oh i think i know the biggest one secret. yeah definitely. yeah so buffy goes off to get a drink and runs into angel mm-hmm. and it's a bit awkward between them and she asked him oh what'd you do last night and he said nothing i just stayed in and read which is a lie so she yeah. caught him in the lie she was yeah. giving him a chance i think to like just tell her I'm something clean. that resembled the truth yeah. um and he didn't he lied so she's immediately annoyed because she knows that he... As she should be. <laughs> that, ...that he lied about meeting this girl in the playground, mm-hmm. yep. having a play date with this girl. A <laughs> play date. <laughs> and so he follows her over, and they she Angel gets introduced to Ford, and Angel's like, oh, great. But Angel's kind of the same. He's like, oh, great. This is a new guy coming around, <laughs> even though we have, you know... We already are struggling enough to get ourselves sorted out. Maybe we should be meeting Drusilla in dark playgrounds. I 100%. 100%. Or like, thinks tell her. Didn't see it. Yeah. Boys are dumb. Well, I, I, I mean, I can, like, not write. Explanation, not excuse. I can see why he doesn't want to have this Drusilla conversation with her. With, yeah. Oh, with yeah. Because it's definitely. pretty bad. It is really so, bad. So I think he just wants Drusilla and Spike to skedaddle, and then that doesn't have to be a conversation. But that's like. That's just avoiding something that you should probably be talking about anyway. It doesn't uh, solve things. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But I can see why he would want to avoid mm-hmm. it. Like, yeah, I, definitely. it's not healthy and not good, not honest, but, yeah. you know, it's a difficult one. So Buffy and Ford go, she says, oh, do you want to go for a walk? You know, I think she's just trying to, like, rub Angel's face in it at this point because she's annoyed at him. And Angel just disappears. After that, they walk out and Willow and Xander are trying to talk to Angel and it's just like an empty spot. He's just gone. He's just vanished. <laughs> like they just look back to where he was and he's, he's gone. Yeah. Outside, Buffy hears a scuffle and tells Ford to like run back and get her purse for her. She's just trying to get, get him 
Like, remove him from yeah. the situation. Get him out. Yep. And we, you know, he kind of goes, hears more, turns back, and then sees her stake a vampire. And, or, slash, fighting cats. All the fighting cats. She's, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That was funny. I forgot that. That was, yeah. There was another cat. There was a cat. And there was another cat. And then they fought. <laughs> and that's what you saw. He's like, oh, okay. I thought you were just slaying a vampire. Yeah. And he and says like, it just so nonchalant. Like, it's nothing. Like, uh-oh. Yeah. Like, this is not news to him. He is not shocked. And he knows that she is mm-hmm. the slayer. Yeah. So Buffy and Willow are talking on the phone at their houses. And... Buffy tells Willow that he knows that mm-hmm. Ford knows that she's a slayer and it just makes it easier to be friends with him because Definitely. it's hard you know, to have a relationship. Something, yeah, yeah, like a hard secret if you have to run off immediately or like suddenly or like just something comes up. We've seen her excuses. try to yeah. do this. Yeah. You know, with like Owen and wh- whoever else. Like we've tried, she's seen her try to have like normal relationships without bringing them into the fold and it's just very difficult hard. we even but like she, this in the alleyway and she's like a cat and another cat like these are yeah. <laughs> can you believe these feral cats yeah so she's saying it's just easier um and she didn't have i mean obviously she didn't have to make the decision to like tell him or not tell mm-hmm. him he already knew so yeah, exactly. it's just made it really easy for her and this is something that she's known for a long time so find that interesting though how she didn't question that she didn't ask him how he knew or anything like that i think he does how... say it at some point he doesn't say it specifically i know at some point he says Oh, I figured it out a little bit before you left Emery, but Henry, but he doesn't say mm. how he doesn't okay. say, we doesn't say how, cause like, regardless of his motives, that is true. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, we don't, we just never find out like how he actually, maybe he just saw something. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, he never goes into more, any more depth of like what the situation was that he found out that she was a slayer. Yeah. Um, and like, what is a slayer? And I was like, where did he get all this like backstory? Like he could have saw her fight something weird. Doesn't mean he knew he was, she was the Slayer. So yeah, that would have been, like, a few sentences on that would have been, you know, interesting. Yeah. To get some little Definitely. more backstory on that. I think so. I, I was curious. But also, though, too, I was just wondering if it would show more of his true character. Mm-hmm. Had she, had she asked more questions, but true. why not? True, yeah. She probably would have been careful. And then Allie, because all right away, now we're going to be like, oh, hmm. Ford is just walking through an alley, and he goes up to this, like, creepy door. Mm-hmm. Like, like a really well-enforced door. And he goes in there and some there's, like, work being done. Like, a, a welder or something is doing work. He goes down and it's, like, in a club. Like, an underground club. And you can tell something's up um, when he's talking with Marvin slash Diego. Yeah, that was... <laughs> My name is Diego. And he's yeah. wearing his spirit Halloween vampire outfit. Yep, he just... Change his name, it's fine. Yeah, because, I know, if you're going to be, like, a creature of the night, you don't want your name to be Marvin. I get it. I don't want my name to be Diego either, but it's better than Marvin. I guess. I guess. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So, he's saying, like, okay, is it going to be ready? And they're talking in, like, kind of talking around things. Mm -hmm. But there's also another girl. I think her name was, like, Chantrelle, something very different. Okay. Um, And... They're just, like, getting ready for something. They're excited for something to happen. And mm-hmm. there's anticipation. And I don't know if, like, right now we it's clear or if it's just, if it's um, just alluded I to. I say yes. I wrote this in my notes, and I don't remember exactly who said it or how it was said or whatever. But somebody said, die young and stay pretty. And in my mind, I was like, oh, these yeah. guys want to become vampires. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They yeah. don't make it obvious, but, like, I, yeah. with my mad deduction skills, yeah. I figured out that's what they meant. yeah. 
Yeah, so basically this is a club of people that idolize vampires and want to be turned into vampires. And the movie playing in the background that Ford is quoting is the Dracula, film Dracula from 1973 Mm -hmm. that's playing on the screen. Nice catch. In Willow's room, Angel shows up. This is so funny. Because she's like, like, oh my God. I thought this was cute. Because like, you said at the bronze, like all of a sudden they were still trying to talk to Angel and he just disappeared. So it's like, you kind of get the impression he doesn't want to be super involved in Buffy's life. But then he shows up to Willow to ask for help. I thought this was so cute. Yeah, he likes to disappear and reappear quickly. Like, like just out of nowhere and gone. He's here. He's everywhere. Um, she shows up to her house and she's a bit nervous having a boy in her room because she's not allowed she's to like, I'm not supposed to have boys. I love how he's like, I'll behave. Yeah. Oh, she's like, oh, good. Oh, good. I was worried. <laughs> yeah, right. So he asks her to look into someone on the net and she's like, yeah, sure, no problem. What's the name? Like, Billy Fordham. Or, and she's like, okay, well, obviously this is an issue. Are you sure you're not just being jealous? And he's like, mm-hmm. I get jealous. Like, this is new. I get jealous. But at the same time, I know that there's something up with him. I can just tell. Yep. So they kind of come to an agreement that she, Willow's going to look into it, and she's not going to mention it to Buffy, even though she's going to have a really mm-hmm. hard time dealing with that. And yep. then hopefully they just don't find anything, and it can just go away, and they don't have to worry about it. But Willow has agreed to look into it for Angel. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, and before she finds that, yeah, before he leaves, she does find that he's not in the school records. Yeah. Yeah, so she's like, right like, oh, away. I don't think I'll find anything. And then she's like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, exactly. Right away, she does find something that, so she's like, okay, I'll dig more. So, I mean, Ford said he's a student at the school, but he's not on any of the student records. So, red flag. Red flag for Ford. In the hallway, Ford and Buffy come up to Willow, and she's extremely jumpy and nervous. And I love <laughs> when Buffy's so like, funny. Willow, we talked about this. Are you drinking coffee again? <laughs> like an intervention for Willow with coffee. She's like, oh, I, uh, I, oh, you know me, that coffee. I just can't have enough of it. <laughs> she can't be around Buffy because she's like no, so she can't lie. guilty and nervous mm-hmm. that, she's, that she's hiding something. <laughs> so, yeah. So she runs off. And uh, Ford and Buffy are just like, yeah, she's a, she's a unique one. <laughs> Giles comes up to them and is being very covert about going on his date with Jenny. He's like, she gave me, he's, it's, his, it's her beeper number. But he says like, pager number thingy or whatever he says, because he doesn't know anything <laughs> about technology. In case you need me for uh, a study emergency. She's like, he knows. <laughs> Ford knows. And yeah, he kind of pulls her aside. He's like, oh, you're just telling everybody now? You just tell everybody? Yeah. And she's like, hey, he already knew. He already right. knew. And so, and Giles was like, okay, that's fine. Like, <laughs> Giles is like, doesn't even care now. He's like, that, that's all right. As long as you aren't telling people, like, it's fine. Yeah. And that's kind of the end of that. Outside of the school at night, Buffy is giving Ford, like, a tour of, like, the town, like, of Sunnydale. And so they, like, <laughs> circle back. They're back to, like, the school. And they see these people like running around through the campus yeah, and suspicious. So they follow them. And like, and, Ford just has a stake. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you know they're there, if you know vampires exist, you would be having a stake on I you. Guess. I well, guess. Except for if you're Willow and Xander, cause they never seem to be prepared. They never seem to have anything on them. But, um, yeah. So they chase them and Buffy runs off after the guy and Ford kind of starts fighting the girl. They're, they're kind of in different areas. Mm-hmm. And Ford tells the girl vampire that, tell me what I want to know, like, basically, and I'll let you live. So we're like, okay, what's mm-hmm. that about? Yeah. And Buffy, vamp- Buffy 
dusts the vampire and comes back up and that girl vampire is gone and Ford says that he dusted her, he killed her. Yep. So as far as Buffy knows, those vampires have been killed. Mm-hmm. In the alleyway, Xander, Willow, and Angel have tracked down that weird club that Ford went to because I think yeah. he said that he's paying the rent on it or something. Mm-hmm. So that's the only address she could find and the name of it was the Sunset Club. So they go to this club and they get in like past the doorman because they said they're friends with Ford. So obviously Ford is involved here. So they they get in that way. Uh, who calls? I think Xander calls Willow or Angel Bossy the Cow, which is a Sesame Street reference. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, I, I had to look that up. But I was like, that seems weird. Like Bossy the Cow. Like there's got to be something more to that. So that that's what he's referring to. I think one of them said that vampires, like the club has a vampires yay theme, which I thought was funny. Yeah, like positive vamp positive vibes here yeah and, and then like one of them refers to the refers to vampires as the lonely ones yeah i kind of like that the creatures like, above us exalted yeah so there's definitely like i don't know love love's not even a strong enough word they like really admire yeah. vampires and they think that they're good yeah because they run into uh what is her name chantrelle or whatever and is like oh newcomers welcome and like let's talk about why we're all here and everything and She's like, people think that they're bad, but they're not. And Angel's like, oh my god, you guys are... Like, you're bed- bedtime stories? You're, yeah, you're ridiculous. You're, you know... And she kind of gets annoyed because she's like, oh, well, like, sorry sorry that you don't, you know, think other people's opinions are valid. And she leaves. <laughs> when Angel's like, these people don't... I've run into these kind of, like, groups before, and they don't know what vampires are like, anything. Like, they don't know how we dress. And that guy comes down the stairs wearing the exact wearing same, exact same outfit, outfit really as funny. Angel. Yeah. Yeah, that was so good. And he was like, okay, well, maybe they know how we dress. Yeah. And, like, uh, I think you refer to them as vampire wannabes. Yeah, vampires wannabes. And Marvin and D- slash Diego hears them talking about Ford. And, like, they're kind of, like, in the background. So he, like, mm-hmm. knows that they're there and they know Ford, which comes important a little bit later. Yep. At the library, Buffy did page Giles and Jenny from their date to t- because she saw vampires on campus and she thought it was significant enough to like have them come back and yep. I don't know research or something. Yeah, so we find they, out they weren't going to a wrestling match. No, they went to monster trucks. They went to monster trucks. You know the funny thing is, I've been watching Righteous Gemstones recently. Mm, yes, and there's this whole monster truck thing, and I feel like maybe I should have guessed it because they were doing that like the right re- around the time that you asked me that. So. The Redeemer. love it i love that show it's so funny yeah and and, and buffy's even like horrified like you took him to monster trucks like why would you (laughs) think he would be into that uh yeah and so he's like it was fine like it wasn't that bad like please he hated it (laughs) on the on the table buffy sees a picture of drusilla and he says, Giles says that it was a sometimes paramour of Spike that was killed in Prague by a mob, which we know that she was cl- almost killed yep. by um, by a mob because we Spike talked about that. And she said, well, she's al- alive, you know, alive, air quotes, as a vampire can be because she saw her last night with Angel. Mm-hmm. You know, don't get really much far into this conversation. There's obviously more to learn here because a vampire runs out of Giles' office with a book. And which vampire was it? It's the vampire that Ford supposedly killed. Because Buffy recognizes it right away. Come on. And I love when Giles is like, my book. Like, a book. It took one of my books. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. He's like, that's what he's so upset. He's so upset about that. (laughs) Take anything. Don't take one of my books at the library. (laughs) 
in the factory, this is kind of a cool scene. I mean, cool, not cool. Drew it's is talking weird. to her dead bird. It's her weird. Dead bird. It is weird. It's yeah, different. her dead bird. Her dead bird. And Spike comes in and says that he knows through the grapevine that she went out by herself and saw Angel. And he kind of seems a bit jealous. Like, well, what could you two have to talk yeah. about? I thought it was cute how she was like, my tummy was growly. Yeah. Yeah. She's very, like, infantile. Yes. You know? She's like, she's Which like I the mind she, of a two-year-old. She does. Something. And I find it a little strange that Spike has a love interest in her because I feel like that would be difficult. Yeah. I mean, he does get frustrated with her. We see her get frustrated with her here when he's like, the bird's dead, Drew. Just like the just last like the, one. Like you, you didn't yeah. feed it and it died. Like, he gets annoyed. And then she's like, oh, you're yelling at me. And then he apologizes. <laughs> I feel like this is a lot of their... Because Spike's not a patient person. No, he's not. Uh, so I, he does, like, get frustrated with her a lot because it's like, I just keep getting you these damn birds and you just won't feed it, so it dies. Just, like, every single one. Like, I'm getting I'm getting annoyed, you know? <laughs> you can tell he's had this conversation with her many times about these damn birds that she gets upset when they don't respond anymore. It's like, you have to feed it. Oh, man. So many of these yeah. disturbing birds. Yeah, so... But yeah, so he asked her about the angel, because he's the enemy, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think she really... Gives him much information. Yeah, and they get interrupted because Ford just wanders into the factory. This is so weird to me. Like, and then again, Spike rightfully says, uh, don't we have anybody, like, watching the door? Like, you can't just wander in here, like, because that's what we would all be thinking if he hadn't had that line, right? Yeah. And so he's annoyed because he always says, like, you know, like, my my lackeys are, like, useless. Like, I'm just surrounded by idiots. Like, so it 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 works. It, it fits in with, like, kind of the people <laughs> that he's got on his payroll. <laughs> or his, his blood roll, I don't know. <laughs> Four comes in and he's super excited. He's like, he's like so, so cool. excited. He's like, this is so cool. Like, he's very, like, lives in a fantasy world too far. Because you see several times, he's like, this is just how I imagined it. This is what you're supposed to say. It's like he lives in, like, a complete fantasy world. Yeah. Like, it's like he's written a script and he wants to go certain ways. And he wants people to yeah. say certain things. Super and, weird. Yeah, that's why he's, like, Spike, he's like... I have I have something that you'd be interested in, and Spike's like not interested. And he's like, "You need to tell you need to tell me that I have thirty seconds to convince you, or you'll kill me." Like he wants Spike to say that it's like part mm-hmm. of like the whole fantasy and the whole like role and all this. So Spike finally tells him that just to like, okay, can we get this over with? Because Spike's not interested, Spike and he says that he's gonna willing to trade Buffy to Spike to become a vampire. So now Spike that's, that does have Spike interest now. He seems interested. Yep. Yeah, at Buffy's house, Angel comes in and kind of tells Buffy that they've been looking into Ford and that he's basically involved in a society that reveres vampires, Mm -hmm. which obviously can be dangerous because you don't want to, like, get involved and trust and do this and, like, have that kind of viewpoint of vampires that obviously use it against you and kill you. And he says that Willow and Xander were involved. So she's, like, immediately, like, hurt that they, all three of them were, like, working behind behind her her back. Yeah, yep. they went behind her back with these concerns, and they didn't even try to bring it to her attention. It's one thing mm-hmm. if, like, they tried to tell her, and then she was like, no, like, I know him, like, he's my friend and everything, and then they felt they had to keep going. They didn't even, like, try to bring it to her attention. Mm-hmm. So she does have a right to feel, like, betrayed. She does feel betrayed. But this is just the beginning of this bad conversation. That's not the There's worst news. She asks about Drusilla. Yeah, she's like, who's Drusilla? Like, what? what's the deal there? Mm-hmm. So she... And he doesn't, he's, he doesn't want to tell her. Yeah. He's like, he's like sometimes, sometimes the truth is worse. And I was like, 
Oh. And he's like, do you love me? And she says, yeah, I do, but I don't trust you. I don't think I can trust you. Yeah, which is fair. Uh, this is the first time that, well, she's actually said that. She's yeah, alluded to it. Yeah. She's alluded to it before. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so Angel gives the, like, abridged version of his history with Drew, which is pretty dark. Yeah. That when he was a vampire, soulless vampire, that he came across her. She was, like, very innocent, chaste, sweet, was, like, a really yeah. good person, just, pure. like, pure. And he became obsessed with her. And he killed, so he killed everyone she knew. He wanted to make her, yeah, he made her insane by killing everybody she loved. And oh. put, like, did all kind of mental torture on her to make her insane. So she and, fled to a convent. Yeah. She fled to a convent to become a nun, and the day she took her holy orders, he turned her. So she was already, like, messed up. Like, that's why she's different. Because, like, mm-hmm. he, he tortured her as a yeah. human before he turned her. So that's why she's, she's, not, she's lost her mind. She lost her mind as a human because of him. And that's why she's not all together. Yeah. You know, that's why He's she's like that. Seriously the worst? He turned, yeah, he turned her into a demon, basically. Yeah. Like, he made her crazy, and then he made her into a crazy demon. Yep. And it's, it, like, the irony of that. Like, she was going to become a nun, yeah. and then he made her a, a literal demon. Yeah. Like, couldn't want, she couldn't have wanted more of the opposite of that. It's really you know? sad, actually. It's so sad, because Drusilla was, like, a really good person, and, like, you know what I mean? Like, he just saw, like, the, her, like, a blank, pure canvas to, like, mess her. up. Destroy. Yeah. yeah. That's, Angel is extreme, he's very, like, that's, I think, why he's, like, supposed to be the most notorious vampire, because he is very cruel. Like, Spike doesn't, because, like, they, I compare them a lot, because they're supposed to be, like, the top two, like, notorious vampires. And Spike isn't have that, like, cat and mouse quite thing mm-hmm. quite as bad as angel when they were both like when when angel was soulless like angel really liked to like go for the hurt like the slow hurt and then the kill eventually like he really dragged it out oh, yeah and like it's a whole game and like he really savors the whole experience of like the torture and all this stuff so we see that right off the bat with drusilla mm-hmm. and um yeah drusilla was just a victim in this whole thing uh yeah and that's why she's wackadoo. That's so, that's so sad. Thanks, Angel. And, you know, Buffy has a hard time hearing this because that mm-hmm. would be hard to hear your boyfriend say that he did that yep. to a human being. Yep. You know, that he did that to someone. And uh, now she has this Ford situation to deal with, too. Yeah, he says uh, Ford can't be trusted. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in some sort of group that reveres vampires. Yeah. So she has this to deal with, and she's got that bomb dropped on her, which is pretty intense. Mm-hmm. In the quad, Ford finds Buffy, and she's kind of out of it. She's been out of it this whole episode, poor thing. With all yeah, the stuff that she's been discovering. It's too much. And he just is like, oh, I want to invite you out tonight for a surprise. And she's suspicious of him now because she would be mm-hmm. stupid not to be. She should be. Yeah. And uh, she says, okay, yeah, I like surprises. But you can tell she's like on her guard. Yeah. She's going to be paying attention and she's gonna, she's not going to be surprised. Uh, you know, she's just going there like with her. Except like she is surprised. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't, it backfires. But, you know, she's going in there with her, like, wits about her. She's yeah. going into this, whatever this is with him, with her wits about her. Mm-hmm. Yep. And in the hallway, Buffy runs into Willow and Xander, and she's cold with them. Yeah. They try she's, to, like, talk to her about it, and she just says, you know, I'll handle it. They're just about her. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, she is hurt. Works. She is hurt that they didn't come, they didn't even try to come to her, which I get that. Like, they didn't even try to, like, yeah. talk to her about it. Yeah. Like, when they found the, uh, the, that he didn't have any school records. I feel like they should have, like, just mentioned that to Buffy. Mm-hmm. 
Because Buffy, I think, would have... You know, I don't think she would have poo-pooed it away. Because that's weird. Um, And if she did, then I think they had the right to, like, keep looking for her Exactly, and at least they would have... At least they had said something. Said, yeah, we tried, right? Yep. And she would have made an angel, first of all, for even looking into him. But whatever. The rest of them would have been okay. (laughs) Willow and Xander would have been in the clear, because they would have told her right away. So, yeah, she's... um, not happy with them at the moment. Yeah. At the club, the everyone's getting ready, and Diego slash Martin says, "Hey, you're f- to to um to Ford. Hey, your friends were here the other night." Mm-hmm. He's like, I was like, "Are your friends coming?" And he's like, "What yeah. friends?" Yeah. Uh oh. So uh, so there's a there's something's in the plans not going right because he doesn't have friends that should be hanging around here knowing who he is. But he said it's gonna be fine. Yeah, he's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. Yeah. And Buffy shows up, so she goes down there, and she shows up early, because she wasn't supposed to meet him until they were, he was going to bring her there later in the night, Mm -hmm. later that evening, and she, of course, followed him, and uh, she said, oh, I figured it out, and he's like, yeah, I knew you were going to figure it out. So it it does backfire, because Diego, in this, during this conversation, Diego is slowly going up the stairs, because, like, um, Ford kind of gives him a nod, Mm -hmm. and he's like, it's chilly in here, or something, or there's a draft. So that's his, like, clue to, like, close the door. So Diego slash Martin goes up there and he closes the door. Buffy tries to get out. He's like, yep, it's a special door. You can only get in from the outside. And, yeah, the vampire... So once it it comes... Once the sun sets, the vampires are going to come and they can't can't get out until someone opens that door from the outside. It's, like, one step ahead of her, basically. Yeah, he's one step ahead of her. Yeah, it's so he's... It's like a bomb shelter. Yeah, he says it is a bomb... It's like a converted bomb shelter. So Buffy's trying to find other ways out. And he says he's going to become a vampire. He wants and to be immortal. He, yeah, he wants to be a vampire. And Buffy then figures out, she didn't know this before, that he's planning to trade her. Yep. And she and realizes. Then, so this is my favorite line. Okay. She says, what I see is that right after the sun goes down, Spike and all his friends are going to be picking out at the all-you-can-eat moron bar. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> Chantrell or whatever is like, well, this is like a happy day. Like, why are you upset? Like, we want this. I feel bad for her because she seems like really she's naive. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But naive. Exactly. She's like way too naive. Definitely someone that would be in a cult, which is just kind of what this is. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, and non believe her. Yeah. I feel bad for her because she really thinks this is like a great thing. I feel bad for her. So Buffy Buffy tries to talk them out of it. She's like, you don't know what you're doing. They, you know, they're going to come in here and just kill us all. Like we need to get out of here. That's, they're not what you think that they are. And that they, they are like indoctrinated. Like they, they don't hear her, what she's saying in the factory. Oh, and before that Ford's wristwatch goes off or whatever and says that it's 627 or I think that was the time. And that was sunset. He had his alarm set for sunset. So it's only a matter of time now. They're going to be coming for them. Yeah. I feel like the, they just drank a little too much Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah. In the factory, Spike and his gang are heading out, and they, they're like, Sayer's the first priority, but everybody else you can go to town on, basically, which is not what the deal is supposed to be, right? Exactly, yeah. At Back at the club, Ford refuse, reveals to Buffy that he wants to become a vampire because he's dying of brain cancer. Yeah, this, this was a bit of a twist. I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the other people just want to become a vampire for the sake of becoming a vampire. Yeah, because they, like, yeah, they idolize vampires. Completely so they selfish is, reasons, yeah. 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 He, I mean, he just wants to not die. Yeah, he says in six months, he, he has six months left. Yeah. And that, I do like how he's like, oh, does that, like, ruin your righteous speech? Because I'm dying. 
and like like you know you you go through what I've gone through and then tell me what's right like how clear right and wrong is and I get yeah. that yeah. I, I can understand his perspective like you know he's a ch- child he's just like 16 year old May 17 maybe he's like a little bit older than her yeah you know that's no age to die at you know yeah. so like yeah I like when he's like does does that ruin your righteous speech like your your soapbox that you're giving all how wrong this is and it does throw Buffy like she's upset that you know this guy that she's known for so long been a friend for so long is essentially is is terminal and uh but she still says like you have bad choices but you still have choices like none of them are good but you do have choices. So she still sticks like that he shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. And for the pure reason alone, like if I was in this position and I was like, okay, I can just become a vampire and whatever, but like, I'm going to be killing people forever. Exactly. Like that would stop me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like I just like would live forever and nobody would be harmed. You know what I mean? I'd be killing people. And for me, like yeah. for me personally, I wouldn't want to live forever. Yeah. I don't, know. I just, I don't see the draw. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's like, if it's, if it's an option of forever or 17, I don't know. Like you can always, yeah, that's get true. rid of yourself later if you want. I can, but there's the whole like you, you're not you anymore. Are you? Are you not? Are you a demon only? Is there anything left of you? That all has to be explored still. So, but that's what Buffy tells him. She's like, that's not how it works. You're not you that live forever. It's a demon that comes in and lives in your body. Essentially, mm-hmm. that's like the the party line at the at the time for this episode. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and he says, you know, like you know, these people are all just fought like cannon fodder. Like they're not going to say change everyone here. And he's like, yeah, I know. It's just going to be me. And everyone else is just, like, appetizers. Yeah, he's willing to, like, sacrifice everyone else there. That's really, that's the part that really bothered me that was pretty shitty. Yeah, and so they, they, they've, the whole time they're arguing about the morality of his choice. Um, And they hear cars pull up, and so they know that, you know, they're there. I don't know how in the bomb shelter they hear cars pull up on the street, but, you know, whatever. And uh, Ford attacks Buffy, because she's going to try to, like, get out the door. Oh, she's yeah. Um, she knocks him out pretty quickly because, you know, Slayer against normal dude. And the vampires all rush in and start feeding on everyone. Yep. The shocker. And, and everybody, like, the, the Chantrell or whatever seems shocked. Yeah, I think she's, like, when she comes up to Spike up the stairs and he's kind of just, like, she sees him in vamp face and stuff. I think it, that she's, like, oh, shit. Yep, she did have that expression. Yep. Yeah, she's, like, oh, no. Like, I think she just has a realization that this is not what she thought it was going to be. Yeah. And he starts feeding on her. Mm-hmm. Of course he does. And so it's all hell's broken loose. Ford is, a, is a unconscious on the ground. Everyone's being fed on. It's like chaos. And, but Buffy sees Drusilla up by the door and like jumps up there and puts a stake to her heart. Yeah. And takes her hostage. Takes her hostage. That's pretty and badass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she, you know, she views the situation. She knows that he's a, she's a, a weak spot for Spike, yeah. who's the leader. Yeah. So he sees this and she's like, tell everyone to stop. He gets everyone to stop feeding and gets everyone. She lets, he lets everybody leave because he's, she's going to dust. He's like, I think Buffy says, like, if you don't do this, your girlfriend's going to fit in an ashtray. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Spike is willing to let everyone like just this plan fail. Um, yeah. And if he sacrificed Drusilla, it would work because there's nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. Like Buffy would be outnumbered and that would be it. But he's he he let he lets the plan fail. He lets everyone out. Yeah, because he loves her. Yeah, and which vampires aren't supposed to be able to love, right? Mm, we'll see. And he she throws Drusilla at him. They kind of go down the stairs, and then Buffy gets out and closes the door. Mm-hmm. And like when Spike's trying immediately tries to get out, and he's like, 
Where's the doorknob? <laughs> I love that part. So they're trapped now. They're vampires and Fort are trapped <laughs> in there until they can get their way out. <laughs> when Buffy leaves, she catches up with Willow, Xander, and Angel, and she fills them in on what's happening and says that they're going to come back for the body. And they're like, what body? <laughs> uh, but yeah, we see Ford wake up, and he's like, what happened? And he's like, hey, it's not my fault you let her go. I did everything I was supposed yep. to do, so I want my end of the bargain held up. And then that's all we see. We don't see anything else happen, so we don't know. Maybe they'll just drain him. Maybe they'll turn him. Maybe they'll just... Yeah, who knows? In the graveyard, we see that Buffy and Giles are standing in front of Ford's grave. So they killed him one way or another. And Buffy's having a hard time. I think this is, like, a problem. And now I'm kind of seeing, like, why Joss wrote this. Because there's a lot of, like, blurring of black and white, which the show has been very black and white up to this point and this i think this may be a turning point Cl- a slow die turning of the dial of okay. like the gray area of the whole show like good to, you, evil yeah. right wrong demon human for a character like yeah Thor. and like yeah. we see spike sacrifice this whole plan his like number one thing should just be to kill a slayer to save someone he loves which is not supposed to be possible uh you know ford making the wrong decision to save his life, you know, and just like with like, Empata, Buffy says like she wasn't evil. She was just circumstances made her make the wrong decision, and that's yeah. kind of the same thing here with Ford. Yeah. So I feel like that we're starting to like gray, like little baby steps to like seeing the gray area of some of these decisions and characters and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah so she's saying I just can't see the black and white anymore. Like I'm having a hard time. Like who do I hate? Who do I trust? And, like, Angel, like, totally, she's, her trust in him has been, like, at least temporarily destroyed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that's someone she was supposed to be, like, there for her and trust. She couldn't trust him. Yep. Um, people that she, th- her friends, her friends betrayed her in her mind in this episode. Yeah. So, like, everything is topsy-turvy for her. Yeah. At, at this point. And she just doesn't know heads or tails of things right now. Like, he, things are supposed to be very clear for her. Like, yeah, good, evil, black and white. And it's starting to not be that way. Yeah. She's having a hard time dealing with that. And she's talking to Giles about it. Yeah, she's confused. Ford rises out of the grave as a vampire. Mm-hmm. So they did turn him. So Spike kept his word and turned him. But Buffy's right there to stake him. He barely makes it out of the out of the uh, the grave. So she stakes Ford. So he's no more. Tells Giles, like, lie to me about how, like, life is supposed to be, basically. And he says, oh, everything, you know good guys are obvious and the bad guys are obvious and everyone, you know, they're always defeated and everyone lives happy ever after. Yeah. And she says liar. <laughs> so she just wants to hear something nice yeah, and simple. So he just plays along with her. Um, cause he can't really tell her anything different cause it's yeah. what she's saying is right. And like, you know, we get <laughs> this trend ha- goes into the next episode too. Uh, like, Things are not what they seem. People aren't who they seem. Like, you think you know someone. Okay. And that's been a couple episodes as we've been seeing this rise. So I think that's also, like, season two. Season two is really, like, a a turning point in that way. Like, okay. things are just get so gray. Interesting. So the show's better for it. I think it's better. I think it's better for it than to have these, like, stark rules. Yeah. You know, you know. We'll see it from here on out, so it's it's good. And so that's the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. That is the end. Um, yeah, now that I'm, like, thinking about it, I can see, like, the 
now that we're where we're talking about it I can see the like depth of it like why it was a good episode for Joss to write or because he wrote it what what the messages and like the themes were there because it is kind of a deep episode and it is new this is the first time we've seen like people kind of revere vampires like that Mm -hmm. that I can recall I don't think we've seen any that that yet so that's new Mm. and uh yeah I just think it was deep it was like a deep episode yeah. Even if the like um, the plot was fairly straightforward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my favorite line was when Giles says, A book! It took one of my books! <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Giles forever. <laughs> my favorite scene was the lie to me scene at the graveyard. When okay. Buffy does her speech about how hard it is to figure everything out. Stakes for it. And then Giles just makes up a little fairy tale for her. Just for a few minutes. You know, to live like... Sounds just lovely. Just... <laughs> You know, and she knows it's not true, but she's going to take some, like, just a few minutes. She just killed one of her oldest friends, yeah. you know, had to. And, you know, she just wants to live in a little, she just wants to hear something not true, but sweet yeah. for a few seconds. So that's fair. That's a fair ask. Yeah. So I just thought, and it, it, it's significant, like the, the name of the episode said and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, she just wants her parental figure to lie to her, tell her it's all going to be okay. <laughs> Because it's not going to be okay. <laughs> and she knows yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was your favorite scene? Or wait, what was your... Oh, yeah, you said... Okay, my favorite yeah. line is um, when Buffy and Ford are in the uh, bomb shelter thing. And she's like, what I see is that right after the sun goes down, Spike and all of his friends are going to be picking out at the all-you-can-eat-moron bar. <laughs> Quite like that line. I wanted her to say buffet for some reason. Like, I was like, it would have sounded better if we said all-moron like, buffet. Yeah. Yeah, but whatever. And then my favorite picky. scene was actually when um, Angel went to go visit Willow. I just thought that was cute. Cause it like, was cute. You know, it shows he cares and he's trying and, yeah, I just thought that was a cute scene. My runner-up would have been the one where he tells her about Drusilla. That was a good scene, too. Because he's being dark. vulnerable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why he was like, I will get, get out of here, Drusilla. <laughs> like, yeah. get the hell out of here because you're bad for me here. Like, I don't want to be telling people, like, how I know you. But, I mean, he has to. Like, you, she needs, yeah. she deserves to know that, mm-hmm. I feel like. Oh, she absolutely so. does. Yeah. She does. And, you know, she, basically, Drusilla is, like, one of his masterpieces. That's how, like, Angelus would look at her. That's not how Angel looks at her, but, like, how Angelus would look at her. Yeah. So, yeah. So, my what steak rating, I gave it a... I gave it a four initially, but I think I'm going to give it a little bit more. A point something. Yeah. Maybe a point three. Because I think it's like, and once we were like talking through it, I see like more of the layers mm-hmm. um, a little better. So yeah, I gave it a, I say, okay, we'll say 4.3. I think, I like Ford as an addition. I liked his character. I liked that he was not just some, well, I guess if, for her to know him well, he had to would have come, had to come from LA. But I do like the little tie-in. I like the little like crumbs to the movie that they throw in because it's supposed yeah. to be the same universe it's not supposed to be like a completely it different yeah. it's a continuation of the mm-hmm. story so i do like when they like acknowledge that because i like the symmetry i like things to be neat in the timeline and like plot points i don't like it to be all messy because i've watched shows that i've really liked and they just like, don't know their own timeline they don't know their mm-hmm. own story like once upon a time like love that show and they got to the point where they didn't even know their own stories and they were making mistakes and, like, they'd have to fix it on the DVD. Like, mm-hmm. that's how, like, bad it was. Like, so I like I like when 
the creators and like people know their show which yeah. if anybody should it should be them should know what's going on so i i like that they did tie in the movie there um i liked the vampire society like but they didn't did they the sunset club or whatever i think it was kind of cool i think it's a different take on like vampire like well, how people think about vampires you think everybody's scared of them or doesn't believe in them but yeah. there's a whole new viewpoint there that we don't get we haven't gotten before yeah, I just thought it was a different take. Again, like, you're keeping it fresh. We haven't had this kind of plot before. Mm-hmm. We're not regurgitating anything. So I, I did like that. And there's a lot of layers down. Like, we, we get it all served to us kind of on a silver platter at the end in the last scene where Buffy's kind of tell, saying, like, I just don't know what the hell to believe anymore. Mm-hmm. Who to trust, what to believe, what's right, what's wrong. I just don't know anymore. And um, that's something that she hasn't had to deal a lot with yet. Mm-hmm. But... That's all the show is, like, the rest of the time. So, yeah, I think this is a, probably, that's probably why it was important, like, for Joss to do it, because it was a, kind of a moral turning point for the show. So Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll say 4.3. I will up it. Okay. Um, I, I give it a 4. Um, yeah. I thought it was good. I liked, uh, I feel similarly to you, I would say. Um, I liked the forward character as well. I thought that was interesting. Also, just because he was a bad guy not a typical bad guy though and he wasn't like uh anything out of the villain universe yeah he's a desperate person yeah he wasn't like uh he didn't turn in anything or have anything possess him or anything like that so Mm -hmm. um you know just showing humanity basically what people can do when when they're pushed um to an extreme Mm -hmm. basically so i thought that i thought that was good like it did make you have a certain amount of empathy for him yeah um and just think more about things and yeah so i like that um i like the progression with angel i thought that was good um because we learned about the drusilla story and he did tell buffy about it and just how he was uh, talking more to willow i I just thought that was really cute i really liked that scene do you think i have a question for you on that do you think he only told her because buffy saw and confronted him do you think that he would have otherwise it seems like, no, I, I would hope that he would have at some point. Maybe he just wasn't ready yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I hope he would have because yeah. how are they going to have a relationship if you can't disclose things like that? That's a pretty big thing. And I mean, yeah. if she is going to be a good partner for him, then she needs to understand that his past doesn't reflect his future. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. That, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I'm not sure. I hope so. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Let me think that we wanted to talk about for this. I know we see this guy. I can't remember his name, the actor, but we see him later in... Is it Roswell? Is that the show he's on? Oh. Like, pretty soon after this, he goes to Roswell. else, though, too, I feel like. Oh, yeah. He was, like, a 90s act. Like, yeah. he was in mm-hmm. stuff, for sure. Like, I think he's in movies and stuff, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's He got around, for sure. He got around. They got around. Um, <laughs> I love that when you, like, see an actor on a show in the 90s, you're like, oh, my gosh. Yes. Like, remember him from this and this, that, or her from this and that and that? Yep. Like, we will see Pedro Pascal in a Buffy episode. Really? Very young, what? almost unrecognizable no Pedro way. Pascal. Yeah, we have a while to wait, but okay. he does have, he has a cute, one episode in Buffy. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so it's fun when you, like, spot people like that. Even, um, what's her face? Callie from Reptile Boy. Hmm. She was in like a show that I used to watch. It was called like it was like 
wasn't super successful, but I was like, oh yeah, she was on that show I used to watch, like that I've watched before. So you see people, like they have these little tiny guest star spots and then they, you know, their career grows. So that's nice. Okay. So next week, the episode is called The Dark Age. And this is another like Buffy movie thing. A quote from the Buffy movie is repeated in this episode. Can you guess what it is? Oh, shoot. Is that my question? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. Uh-oh. It's been a while. Shoot. I, I mean, know. but you know this movie better than I do, I'd be on, to be honest. I've seen it so many times, but it's been like a, it's been a hot minute since I've seen it. Oh. Apparently, it's the, what, uh, her, something her watcher says. Oh, then I'm Merrick. Get it. I think it's yeah. Merrick, right? Yep. Yeah. It's repeated in this episode, like quoted. I don't know. Okay. All right. We'll just throw, throw that one. I don't know. It's hard. It's a hard one. All right. But next week, we get the G- we get all the like deets on Giles. No. Okay. We get we get so much like. Tea being spilled on these characters. Angel this week, Giles okay. next week. Good, I want to learn more about Giles. Get a lot of Jenny, Ooh, which is okay, great. Good, Always good. Yeah. Oh my, okay. Jenny. <laughs> she's taking charge. Is all I gotta say. Okay. He good. wants something, and she's gonna grab it by its tweed. Like she is gonna, nothing's gonna stop her. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I watched it yesterday. Oh, okay, nice. <laughs> I was like. It was, it, been, it's been a long time since I watched this episode, so I was like, I'll start watching it before I do my notes and everything. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's uh, has a lot of high points. So that wraps up Season 2, Episode 7, Lie to Me. Again, you can find us on all major podcast apps and YouTube and Instagram at One Girl in All the World Pod. And please don't forget to leave us a review uh, on wherever you listen to the podcast. You can also email us at onegirlpod at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll be back next week with Season 2, Episode 8, The Dark Age. Stay real soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>